Would you open God's precious holy word to 1 Samuel chapter 7 and let's look at verses 2 through 17. And I want to bring you a message from that passage that I call the God of a second chance. Hannah had great faith. Samuel grew up ministering to the Lord, obviously taught the law by the high priest whom he served there as a child. And then he gained in favor. The Lord would deliver his word through the prophet Samuel. For the first time in a long time in our passage previously, uh, in chapters previous, we've seen that the word of the Lord hadn't come to the people for a long time. And it became obvious in, in the chapters where Samuel has been absent. He has been sojourning the land, obviously, preaching the word, teaching, ministering to people. But it's obvious that the people had been greatly lacking in, in the word of the Lord because they foolishly attacked the Philistines. They lost. They attacked again thinking that uh, they had a magic box, the Ark of the Covenant, so they carried it. They just broke all kinds of, of the laws of Moses and mistreated the Ark of the Covenant, really, which is to be representative of the presence of Yahweh with his people. It's supposed to stay in the Holy of Holies. And they took it as a good luck charm against the Philistines the second time. And they lost more miserably. They lost a whole lot more men the second time. Not only that, they lost the Ark of the Covenant. The Philistines took it. You remember what we've been studying the last about three weeks, I guess. So years have passed now since the miserable defeat. And... It can be inferred from the passage that we'll look at that the Philistines had had a heavy hand over the Israelites uh, during this time. So let's pick up then, and I don't know how in the world I got that. (laughs) There it is. I don't know. The Lord intervened and wants us to take up an offering, so we'll just... (laughs) Yes, ma'am, that's it. Thank you. I don't know what happened. Okay. We've we've had (laughs) difficulties. Um, The God of a second chance. If the Lord's people want the blessings of the Lord again... The first thing they have to do is to come under the authority of the Word of God, to be attentive to God's Word. You will remember in previous passages that God appointed Samuel to carry his Word to the people. So with that in mind, let's start with verse uh, 2, chapter 7. And it was from that day the ark was stationed in Kirith-Jerim. 
that the time ran on to 20 years and all the house of Israel were drawn after Yahweh. 20 years, they were scared of the thing. You remember what we studied last time, how a plague came upon thousands of them because they had decided to put it in a certain place and they had mistreated it, taken it into battle. Now, now all of Israel is afraid of it. Slowly, though, during these 20 years, what happens? Their hearts begin to get right, and they want Yahweh to help them. So here comes the word of the Lord, God's appointed prophet, Samuel. This is the first time we've seen him in several chapters. Samuel said to all the house of Israel, saying, if with all your heart you are returning to Yahweh, remove the foreign gods from your midst, the Ashtaroth. Direct your heart toward Yahweh and serve him alone and he will save you from the hand of the Philistines. And the children of Israel removed the Baalim and the Ashtaroth and served Yahweh alone. So they've come under the authority of the word of God for the first time in a long time. It predates those 20 years that are mentioned in uh, verse 2. So here's the first message from God. You're going to have to repent and be sincere and not emotional, but be sincere and repent with all your heart. And in that repentance, you're going to have to show that your heart is sincere by removing all foreign influence and everything that's wrong, the things that keep you from God, the foreign gods, the Ashtaroth, and direct your heart toward Yahweh. Serve him alone. He'll save you from the hand of the Philistines. That's what they did, verse 4. The Baalim, the Ashtaroth. Ashiram is the goddess wife of Baal. And there was a worship that worshipped her just like there was a worship that worshipped Baal. I've told you many times, but it bears repeating for us to remember the awfulness of behavior that was part of Canaanite worship. Baal, the Ashiram, Ashtaroth, they were seen as fertility god, goddess. This had to do in the temple of Baal, in the, in the groves, in the high places where people assembled and said that they wanted to worship Baal. It always involved aberrant sexual behavior. So the people were crazed with this awful way of living. Very, very loose in their morals, 
sexually. They were going to have to remove all of that. None of this can stay as an influence in their lives. They cannot follow this path in the least and really think that they have repented toward Yahweh. They're going to have to forsake the whole thing. Because right now, and we saw this even in the war where the ark was captured, right now, before verse 3, the Israelites were treating Yahweh like a tribal god. Just as the Philistines treated Yahweh when they captured him and put him in the temple next to, next to Dagon. The culture around, well, the, the culture of the Canaanites was simply this. We can enjoy the best of the things of our God. And when we want to, we will enjoy the best of the things that we like with your God. And we will just mix our worship up together so that it pleases us. It's a pleasure for us to worship like this. Israel, over the years, had fallen into that mindset. I can take Yahweh when I want Yahweh. I can take the things of Yahweh and the benefits of Yahweh, but I can cherry pick that which I want and still enjoy the, the lustful, uh, defiling actions and behavior of the worship of Baal, the Baalim and the Ashtaroth. Well, you can't do that. People do that today. Even in, even in the modern church, I'll take and I'll choose and I'll pick that which I want from the authority of the Word of God. But then I'll take and pick and choose that which I want from the rest of the world. And that will please me. Well, you don't, you don't serve God that way. God sets the rules. So, through His prophet, the Word was... You can't have any gods before me. You have only one God and you must serve him sincerely. Therefore, remove everything in your life, in your house that is not of Yahweh. Come under the authority of the word of God. After that, be attentive to God and only God. Don't, have a, don't be double-minded in any way. Let's read it. Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I shall pray to Yahweh on your behalf. They assembled at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before Yahweh, and they fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned to Yahweh. Now, these were rituals uh, that were an outward expression of worship. That they were, they were coming with sincere hearts. And through that and through fasting, they confessed that they had sinned to Yahweh. Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. Okay. Samuel is now the official judge in the era of the judges. And he is the last of the judges of Israel. Now the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had assembled at Mizpah 
And the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel and the children of Israel heard and they were afraid of the Philistines. The children of Israel said to Samuel, cease not, don't stop crying out to, Yahweh, to, to the Lord our God for us. That he save us from the hand of the Philistines. This is a big difference from what it was earlier. You may remember when they went into those two engagements against the Philistines, they did it of their own volition. They had no direction from God. They did not acknowledge God. They did not pray to God. They did not ask God what they were supposed to do. They depended on themselves. And when they thought that they couldn't do it by themselves, they depended on a, on a, a, a magic charm, the Ark of the Covenant. Like, like they could take God, put him in the box where they wanted him, and carry him where they wanted him to go. And he would have to do what they wanted him to do. And they lost those two battles, of course, terribly. It's different this time, though. It's not like it was before. There before Samuel the prophet now, afraid of the Philistines, crying out to Yahweh that he be the one to deliver them. In other words, I cannot deliver myself. We cannot deliver ourselves into battle. We have no power. We cannot do this. All we can do is cry out to Yahweh. Samuel took one sucking lamb and offered it up as a burnt offering entirely to Yahweh. And Samuel cried out to Yahweh on behalf of Israel. And Yahweh answered him. Now, they're... They're under the authority of God's word. They're going to be, they're going to, they're going to just listen and go by the authority of the word of God as it's delivered through Samuel. Previously, saw, we saw in the first couple of three chapters that God had said he would deliver his word through Samuel. Now, under the authority of the word of God, directed by the prophet of God, they are completely and totally focused on God and not upon themselves, not even upon the Ark of the Covenant. They are totally focused on God and only God. There's nothing else in their thought process, not even themselves. We can't say ourselves. So now they are to be attentive to the work of God. Look at this. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near for war against Israel. Yahweh thundered with a loud noise on that day upon the Philistines and threw them into a panic. And they were beaten before Israel. See, they didn't have to do anything. They just needed to trust in God. They needed to observe how God works under, his, under the authority of his word, focused on him and him alone. Just let God be God. Be still and know that I'm God. 
The Philistines were beaten before Israel. And the men of Israel went forth from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and harassed them until they were below Bethkar. Samuel took one stone and placed it between Mizpah and, and the peak that is Shen and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Hitherto Yahweh has helped us. We didn't do anything. God did it all. And from this moment forward, we're to understand that the Lord fights our battles. That our strength is not in ourselves. Our strength is in the Lord. Our help is in Him and Him alone. We have to come under the authority of the Word of God. We have to be focused on the only true and living God and then just watch Him work if our hearts are sincere. Obviously, the hearts of the Israelites were sincere in their repentance before the Lord. And the Philistines were subdued. And they came no more into the border of Israel. And the hand of Yahweh was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. It didn't, you know, they, oh, they had weapons of iron. You, you've heard that. Everybody else still had brass weapons and an iron sword against a brass sword would break the brass sword in half, would pierce through a brass shield. An iron-tipped spear would go through a brass chariot. Didn't matter. They could have had an atomic bomb. It wouldn't have mattered. Why? Because the hand of Yahweh was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. From Ekron to Gath and their border, Israel delivered from the hand of the Philistines and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And so here's the epilogue to the whole thing. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And from year to year, he would set forth and go around to Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah. He would judge Israel in all these places. And his return was to Ramah. For there was his house, and there he judged Israel. And he built there an altar to Yahweh. Samuel only could be a blessing to the people of Israel. Number one, because God appointed him so. And number two, because God had said his word would go through Samuel. And you may recall, to paraphrase what we'd studied earlier in Samuel, whatever he says is going to stand. So the spirit of Yahweh was in Samuel. And of course, Samuel was obedient. And Samuel delivered the word of Yahweh all around Israel from place to place all the days of his life. And there was peace with the Amorites and the hand of the Lord restrained the Philistines. And so the people were blessed. Why? Because they came back to the word of God. 
They came back to a complete and absolute focus on God. They didn't let anything of the world stand on any kind of equal basis or come in the way of their commitment to the Lord. And then finally, they just let God work. They had faith. They just let God be God. And it worked out for them in a beautiful way. We'll stop there and we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.